0: is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut.
1: Hi, right, good evening, everybody. Welcome in to the high school football scoreboard school across the state on the Sports Talk Media Network, and we have hit the end of the road. Final show of the 2022 season because we've just run out of football games. If we had more football games in the weeks to come, we'd do more shows. But the football games are ending. We've had three state championships decided over the last two nights. We'll do two more tomorrow, and as we go on the air, We have the conclusion of the 1A championship game. It goes to Christchurch out of Greenville. Cavaliers beat the Flashes of Johnsonville. Are they still the Golden Flashes? The Golden Flashes of Johnsonville? 43 20, the final score. This game just ended. Christchurch with an excellent uh, balanced offense with their quarterback Woods Wyndham completing 13 of 19 for 260 yards and three touchdowns with a long of 72. And then in the running game department, Deshaun Reeder, he rushed for 152 yards on 15 carries. He averaged 10 yards per carry. On the other side, Johnsonville run heavy. They had a great performance from Daquan Burroughs. 27 carries, 187 yards. He averaged 6.2 yards per carry. He scored three touchdowns they were limited in the passing game only six of 17 with two interceptions 43 20 final score in this one and it was um it was 7-7 into the second quarter and then the Cavaliers scored 20 unanswered to go up 27 to 7 and it was on from there for Christchurch so another championship for Christchurch. I I think that's number five for them over the years. We'll ask David Shelton that in just a moment. They finished 14-1. They spoil the perfect season for Johnsonville at uh, 13-1. and So Christchurch over Johnsonville, 1A championship, final score of 43-20. Earlier today, we had the 2A championship game. Abbeville defeated Oceanside Collegiate 35-20. Here at Benedict College, of course, Johnson Stadium, and Abbeville unleashed their very strong running attack, 283 yards for the Panthers today on 47 rushes. That's an average of six yards per carry, and they were led by what well, really it was balanced. They had six different ball carriers gain at least 27 yards, led by Jamal Marshall with 81 yards rushing. For Oceanside, it was the passing of Edward Riedenbach. 22 of 37 for 322, three touchdowns, one interception. Von Blue did rush for 69 yards, but Abbeville back on top. That's 12 state championships for the Panthers. That ties them with Somerville for number two all time in the state of South Carolina. And that's number eight for their outstanding coach, Jamie Nichols. And they just went back to their bread and butter, which is power football, running the football. And they got that victory 35-20. to 20. Last night we had the 3A championship. And you talk about running the football. 41-31, Buford beat Powdersville. And I'm sure this this was conversation all across the country when word got out. Somewhere Chuck Reedy opened up a bottle of champagne and poured it on himself because they don't call him ground Chuck for nothing. Uh, he once had a game at Baylor when he was the head coach there where allegedly they never passed the ball, but he swears they threw it one time. Uh, but Buford did not throw a pass. I don't even think they attempted a pass. They didn't even attempt a pass last night, and they beat uh, Powdersville. And why would you? Casey Fields, 37 carries, 219 yards, three touchdowns. Colton Fairs, 28 carries, 198 yards, uh, and two touchdowns. Fields also had a 93-yard kickoff return. For a touchdown, Powdersville had its own outstanding running back, Thomas Williams, 236 yards on 20 carries and three touchdowns. So three games are in the books. Congratulations to the champions. Buford in 3A, Abbeville in 2A, Christchurch in 1A. Tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, we'll have the 5A championship game, Dutch Fork and Fort Dorchester, and then to uh, cap it off, should be a fantastic game tomorrow night for the 4A Championship Northwestern against South Florence. Now, coming up on the show, we're going to hear from all the coaches that have won here uh, over the last couple of days. Both, uh, we're going to play uh, uh, their immediate reactions. And then two of them we've lined up for calls at uh, 1030 and 1045. We'll have Coach Librand from Beaufort, Coach Nichols from uh, Abbeville to talk more with them about winning a state championship at uh, 11.05. Shell Dula, South Carolina Athletic Coaches Association, will join us and we'll talk more about Mr. Football in South Carolina to be announced one week from tomorrow at halftime of the Touchstone Energy Bowl North-South All-Star Football Game in Myrtle Beach. Got seven finalists for the award, and we'll talk with him about them and where the process is and how things are going to be handled a week from Saturday. And then Shel Dula, I'm sorry, and then uh, Scott Early, head coach at uh, Westside and the director of the Touchstone Energy Bowl All-Star Game. He'll join us about 11.20 or so. We're really pushing these guys on their bedtimes, I can tell you. But he'll join us around 11.20, and we'll talk about next week and all the things that are going to be going on around the North-South All-Star Game uh, next week. And then – Amongst all of that, uh, joining me up here in a little bit, Chris Deering from the Prep Red Zone. He's actually down on the field right now helping to get our stuff from uh, the game that just uh, completed. He'll join us. And uh, Lou Bajak from the state, he'll also join us, time permitting, around his work schedule. And along with David Shelton, I'm just going to sit back and let those three do a high school football roundtable and listen and learn. With that said, let's welcome in David Shelton from the High School Sports Report, the Charleston Post and Courier. We know him as Bib, best in business, and he joins us now. He was here earlier today. He's gone back to his uh, home in the uh, Charleston area. David, welcome in, sir. Good to have you with us.
2: Man, I tell you, you're going to put me on the air with Lou Bezac and Chris Deering. I don't know if I'm going to be the Bib anymore. <laughs>
1: Your title I mean, will definitely those,
2: be challenged. You gotta, you gotta be in the best cats, of your game I mean, now, top of your game. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm so intimidated by those two guys. I mean, today I was in the same press box with him, and I, was, I almost asked for Chris Deering's autograph, but I didn't. Ooh. Well, one thing is, they are both much
1: older than you are, so you know the experience factor <laughs> will, uh, will be to their advantage. You know, advantage.
2: Chris and I, Chris and I are Berkeley High graduates, so uh, uh, oh. we're we're. We got a little bit of a uh, stag blood in us. There you and go. Lo- there and lose go. from up north, so he doesn't count.
1: He is kind of a Yankee, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the games, beginning with the one that just ended, David, and that was Christchurch uh, taking down Johnsonville and looking sort of like the Christchurch team of years past under Don Frost when they were winning all those games. Like, uh, what they win? Something like 50-something in a row? They win it 43-20 with a very balanced offense, throwing the ball and running the football.
2: Yeah, this team's been really good all year. Um, this is not a surprise. Uh, they, they've they been able to balance their offense all year long with Wyndham and Reeder, uh, throwing the ball, running the ball. They've been really good on defense. Um, you know, I picked them to win this game. Uh, they, they just were – I mean, I didn't see the game, but – uh, I thought they were the better team overall going in. And I thought Johnsonville would be able to run the football a little bit, but I, I was a little worried that they, if they fell behind, they wouldn't be able to come back. And that's kind of what happened. That big second quarter kind of put, put the game out of reach for them because they, you know, they can throw the ball a little bit, but they don't have that type of offense that can come from that deficit.
1: Yeah, what do you like about the Wyndham kid, the quarterback there? He had some really good numbers tonight, as I mentioned. In the opening of the show, he was—I'll tell you in just a second—he was a 13 of 19 for 260 and three touchdowns, had a long of 72.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't—I don't honestly don't know that much about him because I didn't see the game tonight. But I know that he's been all season long. He's been very consistent. Um, uh, Coach Hatfield uh, has always uh, thought he was a really good player, really good leader, can manage that offense, but. You know, the offense centered around Deshaun Reader, and and um, and with that, when you have that kind of running game, it makes the quarterback play a lot easier, And unless, of course, you're Clemson, and the running game doesn't help the quarterback. But uh, for Christchurch, had it certainly he helped had to win get them.
1: Had to get, your, had to get your dig in there, didn't you?
2: Well, you know, it's just, I'm still bitter about it. I'm still very bitter, Phil.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? A win tomorrow night will heal all wounds. What about Reeder? What, no. what do you like about him as a running back from what you've seen of him?
2: Well, you know, he, he's he's compact uh, and he's got jets. I mean, he can run. Uh, I, I saw a couple highlights on Twitter where it looks like he reads the hole very well and uh, can kick it outside, has the speed to outrun defenders. Um, you know, and I, I don't know what his, I can't remember what his rushing yardage was because I've looked at so many numbers this week, but he had a huge year. I mean, he's probably probably the Class A player of the year um, overall because he just had a really huge year for them. And and Christchurch, you mentioned this is their fifth state title, and um, they benefited by moving back down to Class A um, because when they were in two A, obviously you had to deal with Great Collegiate and Abbeville. Um, but but uh, they're back where they want to be, um, and and that's on top of the of the of the hill in Class A, and, and they'll be good for years to come. I think I think Quinn Hatfield is is a really good football coach, and it took them a little while to kind of, you know, build it back. But but I think they're going to be a mainstay in, as long as they stay in Class A.
1: What about the job Coach Crib did with Johnsonville this year, getting them back to the state championship game? It's been a while. We can remember back, uh, you know, going back several years when Johnsonville was a regular. Uh, participant in state championship games, and uh, it's good to see them back from the from the PD and making an appearance in Columbia.
2: Yeah, you know, Crib um, uh, really has done a nice job. He he, he took over for Lewis Monberger. the program. Lewis had him in the championship game five or six, seven years ago, and then it kind of mm-hmm. slipped a little bit. And then COVID hit, um, and and Crib took over right before the COVID, and they kind of got a little better last year. They got a little better. They returned a really good group this year. This was a, this was a lot of third year starters, including the quarterback, the running back Burroughs, the wide receiver Coles, some of their linemen. So this was something they'd been building and they went through a a tough regular season. You know, they, they won some games at the very end and they, they got through the playoffs. I thought they beat a very good cross team in the lower state finals. And, uh, but it was just too much too much for them to overcome tonight. When it was 7-7, you know, when it was close, 14-7, you, you felt like they could stay with what they do and still have a shot, but, man, when it, when it busted out by a couple of touchdowns, it, it just kind of took them out of their opportunity to win.
1: Okay, David Shelton with us. Let's go to our first break. When we come back, we'll get David's thoughts on the other two championships that have been determined here over the last uh, two nights. And then we'll uh, hear from a couple of the uh, championship coaches, start hearing from them. And then still to come, Scott Early and uh, Shell Dula, and then more folks from here at Benedict College as we've been here since last night covering these high school football games. And we'll be back after this break on the High School Football Scoreboard, brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union.
0: Score a touchdown with Founders Federal Credit Union. With services like Founders Online and the Founders app, you'll enjoy all the perks of a big bank with local personalized service. Not a member? Joining Founders Federal Credit Union is easy. Visit relaxjoinfounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership. Relax with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift
4: idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com.
6: You were always more than my mom. You were my role model. My best friend and biggest supporter. You filled my days with unconditional love. And you also prepared for the day when you couldn't be here. Because of the woman you were back then, I'm able to be the woman I am now. Your planning made this moment possible. Set your family up for life. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance. Your friends for life.
7: Life insurance isn't for you. It's for those you love the most. For a complete insurance review, call Buddy Bridges in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. Serving Lawrence,
8: Clinton, and the shores of Lake Greenwood. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Not licensed to do business in all 50 states.
0: Find the best way to enjoy your beef at sccattle.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Chuckoff program.
1: Football scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Earlier today, Abbeville won the two-way state championship here in Columbia over here at Benedict College, 35-20 winner over Oceanside Collegiate. Here is what Abbeville coach uh, Nichols had to say as we uh, gathered around him after the ball game, had a chance to uh, get with him and hear what he had to say, his reaction to uh, this victory and... Jamie Nichols, head coach from Abbeville. Here are some of his comments.
9: This is an emotional one for you. I mean, this is a team that a lot of times people didn't think you were going to be able to beat Big Bad Oceanside Collegiate,
1: but your guys always believed it. They really did.
10: Just so proud of our coaches, players, community.
9: I mean, my goodness, can't nobody be in
10: Abbeville right now. Everybody's down here. But um, this is emotional for me just because – You know, these kids, they believed in us back in August when we were losing games, and that's not easy to deal with. But they kept believing in in what we were doing and our coaches. um, They do such a great job of coaching. They really do. This is eight for you. How is this one different than... The previous seven, not a bit. I, you know, just a, just a matter of uh, just enjoy it. You know, when when I start counting all those things, that'll be time for me to get out. Right now, I'm just about enjoying what this group of kids did each and every day.
8: Describe what that Gatorade bath goes like.
10: Well, I was waiting for them to take time out, so it really kind of shocked me because Coach Cave was about to have a heart attack because he was trying to call plays. But uh, but
11: but yeah, it was cold. But I, it's
10: been colder. We've been down here before in December uh, 15th or 16th when it's about 20 degrees. So it wasn't. It, it was worth it today. How important
2: was the first half to get off to that good start to have that lead? I mean, I knew you probably didn't think it was over, but you had to feel a little more comfortable.
10: We knew it was not over. We knew it was not over, Then we come out and fumble the kickoff. But that was the difference. The game. Up. You know, our Ocean first half was the difference up. in the game.
8: For someone that's never won a state title, you've gotten an eight yourself. For someone who's never won it, describe what that feeling's like.
10: Oh, my goodness, just ecstatic. It's, you know, for a high school football coach, it's just, you know, it's just a journey with your brothers, and uh, it's special, it really is.
8: What about these seniors that were on that 2020 team, and they're able to take home another state title, what about them? Wow, I mean, they were
10: such a big part of, of that year. That was the COVID year, which. We end up having to postpone the game, and then tonight's their night. They run a lot of different type plays today.
12: The McCormick game I saw in game one. You were a different looking offense today. To yeah, me.
10: well, we just we were. You remember we were under center some, and we just weren't meshing up with it. And we made the decision just to do it all out of the gun. That was basically the difference. That run the same plays we run under center. But you just, hadn't shown that all year. Oh, we've shown that since really Yeah. Since probably
3: uh, we I thought you ran that wide Street. a
10: little bit more today. Yeah. Well, we
3: always have done that. Yeah. yeah. And as far as um going against, did you have a lot more support this other other schools for public schools against whole public school charter? A little more motivation yeah, no at least comment from, on all that. We're we'll, we'll getting in that. Right? No but comment on what that. What about the um. They were a class
10: act, Oceanside was a class act, they very well coached football team too.
3: It took you guys a little bit to get going, and that, that big play got busted, that big run, that feel, you feel after that moment, you guys were able to...
10: No, we knew this was going to be a dog fight down to the bitter end,
1: we really did. We're two for two winning head coaches crying after their
5: games, okay.
1: last night and today. What's going on with you fellas? Well, it's just, you know, coming off this
10: COVID and all and getting back to normal, I mean, these kids, these kids just bring, bring it out of you because, you know, they want to be coached, and they want to be coached hard, and that's what we do. And, you know, when you overcome the, I think Buford had to overcome some adversity too, but when you overcome a 2-2 two and two start, which, hey, we we'll are to be 0-4 next year, but guess what? That doesn't matter as long as you're getting better. You know, and they drank the Kool-Aid and bought in and got better and better uh, as the year went on. Jamie, so, is it even more special to have your son on the field with you? Yeah, all these kids are my sons, but yeah, yeah but you is, got your blood son yeah, out there. Yeah, that's it. That is, yeah. that is, that really is special. It really
3: is. And Antonio Harrison, having him score that last touchdown, coming back from injury this year, and. Uh, yeah, it had to be pretty special well, to see him.
10: He was our inspiration all year long. Just wait till Tubu gets back. He kept telling me every day, "Wait till I get back." Well, you know, we got him back, and we didn't run him to probably third or second, third round of the playoffs or whatever. We started getting him the ball a little bit, and you know, he still doesn't have that Tubu burst, but uh, but he's pretty good.
12: Now, pretty what good. is Tubu? I heard the nickname um,
10: um, His mentioned. I uh, named him that years ago. That's all I've ever known him at is boot.
1: <laughs> What's it mean to a town like Abbeville to win a state championship? Oh, it's so, so special, so
10: special. Uh, you know, just everybody takes a part in it. You know, everybody feels like they're a part of it. Never gets old? Never gets old. Not in this business.
1: <laughs> Never gets old. Never gets old, David Shelton. Never gets old, he said, in this business. Winning championships as a high school football head coach. They'll take as many as they can get their hands on.
2: Well, I tell you, you know, they're they're just one of those communities in South Carolina that live and die by the A. The, everything they do, every sport, those people in Abbeyville support that high school. And I'll tell you, you know, you can have the big city stuff all you want. And I've said this on your show for 20-something years. I I just I love the one community one school concept. You know, the Abbeyville to the gap meets the Hartsville, um, uh, Berkeley, uh, even though there are some schools around Berkeley, but it's really one Monk's Corners, one town, one school. Um, that just it's just so much is so much special effort that goes into those programs. From their whole community. Now the football team and the coaches are the ones on the field, but I mean, you saw Abbeville's turnout today. I mean, yeah. it's like Jamie said: there's not a soul left in Abbeville, and and I mean, it was for a two o'clock game on a Friday. You know, I heard people, I saw people on Twitter kind of comment during the week: "Yeah, it's no fair, nobody will show up." I said, "No, y'all, y'all don't know. Uh, Abbeville is going to show up. They could play at midnight in Alaska." and they would pack that stadium. That's just how important what today was, that's how important it is to places like Abbeville.
1: And they played Abbeville football, right? They went back, they they did what they do, which is play power running game football.
2: Yeah, 283 yards rushing against a defense that was allowing 11 points a game. Uh, they scored 35 points. Um, you know, they were actually under their season average by about 15 yards, but But, I mean, you saw it, Uh, six different backs plus the quarterback. You know, when they got the lead in the second half, they put that big 235-pound fullback, and he only had, like, 30 yards. But he ate up clock. I mean, he just chewed up clock, and that allowed them to hang on, or really not hang on, but it allowed them to, to burn that clock so Oceanside really didn't have a shot at coming back. All right, David, hold on.
1: We'll come back to you in just a moment as we continue from Benedict with the High School Football Scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Welcome back into the high school football scoreboard here on the Sports Talk Media Network State Championship Weekend Edition. We come to you live from Benedict College where we've had three champions crowned since last night. Last night it was Beaufort winning the 3A championship. And today we've had Abbeville win the 2A championship. And just a little while ago, Christchurch won the uh, single A championship. In just a moment, Coach Bryce Libran from Beaufort. Will join us. But here is what he had to say last night after uh, the uh, Eagles won their state championship in impressive fashion, running the football, doing nothing but running the football up and down the field and gaining that state championship. Here's what he had to say immediately after getting that W.
9: This year, just just what does it mean <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome but you know what it means is that that's what it means it's these kids um it's unbelievable what a lesson about life right you know things don't go your way and you you, you figure it out you come up with a plan and then you go work and that's what they did um you know I, we had a bunch of people pick against us all year and they they just didn't care um and so that's the great thing about it. So they're going to get a life lesson out of this, and that's that's more important than any championship.
13: You're down 14
7: nothing early. How, how, what was the mindset as far as coming back from Man, that?
9: Man, you ain't watched us. We've been down by 14 a ton. I told them when we were in the locker room, I said, I said, this is, uh, I said, we got them right where we want them. Uh, we've been down in every playoff game we had except for round one. So uh, being down wasn't a big deal to us. Um, you know, you go out in the first half, and you, you know, we hardly touch the ball in the second quarter. Um, you know, but we only had one punt, um, and we could kind of tell that physically we were able to do some things, and so um, you know we just wanted to keep on uh, keep on pounding the rock, and uh, you know, no need to pass it if you're going to run it like that, right? You think eventually you warm down? I think so. We've kind of seen that throughout the playoffs. It's it's hard. You know, we're big up front. Uh, Kate and, Casey and uh, Colton are, are big physical kids, which so is really hard for them to kind of be able to handle. So, yeah, you just got to keep leaning on people, and um, you know that's what we we're able to do. Did hey, you was... see
2: something special on
9: the left side? It seems like y'all stayed stayed that way a lot, especially in the first half. Yeah, I saw that six foot five, 320 pound <laughs> tackle. His name's Adrian Lamb. Uh, somebody needs to recruit him. He's great. Um, yeah, I mean it's just we, that's that's been the strong side for us, and. Um, you know, we feel good about the guys pulling from the backside over there. So yeah, we just stuck with it. Hey, sorry, if so, you got to ask this question. All right, coach. You get more short last year. You get it done this year. How's the feel? Yeah, it feels great. You know, but but it's like I told them. You know, it's great for these kids. That's what it's great for. And. Um, you know, that's why I'm so happy. I out
14: here. they got that bucket on you. How you feeling right now? I feel great. <laughs> great. I'll
3: be, I'll be cold for this one. In the, yeah. the decision to go to two backs a couple of weeks ago with Ferris and Fields. Well, what about them? Those guys, uh, weren't going to be denied tonight. They're, they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. And
9: they, you know, they deserve it. And, um, you know, but it, it's the whole team. And, uh, you know, take pictures. Uh. But uh, it's the whole team, and just uh, really proud. And they'd be the first ones to tell you that it takes a whole group to do it. And so um, we did it. Did you think when you got that stop that it, it was it? I mean, yeah, we told we told, I, we told hey, let's just get one stop. Let's just get one stop. You know. So yeah.
7: My last and only question,
9: Coach. I mean, you know, how does it feel to send out your seniors like this? I know you leaned and on them. That's what the you want. It's what you, it's everything that you want as head coach when you got a good group like that. So um, really excited for. It.
1: Okay, that was uh, Bryce Librand last night after Buford won the 3A state championship, 41-31 over Powdersville. He now joins us live from somewhere down there in the Buford area, perhaps still celebrating that championship. Coach, welcome in. Congratulations to you once again. How you feeling tonight?
15: I'm uh, feeling good, man. We're, we're, we're down here on Bay Street, so everything's great.
1: Yeah. So you've had, a, you know, 24 hours to reflect. What have you thought about over the last twenty-four hours?
15: Uh, I think you just think about you know the four years that it takes to get to this point, and you know all the all the highs and the lows, and the, the things that are that are good and the things that were rough. And uh, you know we we started four years ago, zero and five, and uh, it was not easy. Um, but these kids just always believed, and and this this class was. Uh, the first one I ever had, and, and they just kind of, kind of always believed that we could do something, something great, and uh, um, even if, if maybe that was a, a crazy thing to believe in, they believed in it. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the biggest thing you think about is just how far we've come from uh, being 0-5 to, you know, I don't, I don't know. In the past, uh, since then, I think we're like 34 and 7 or something like that. So, uh, just kind of thinking about that um, is kind of the biggest thing yeah
1: was that a first last night for you and your program not attempting a pass
15: yeah uh yeah you know it's kind of one of those things that uh we we've always kind of joked around about but um you know ultimately we, we that wasn't something that we 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 think we're gonna do um but um you know last year we had a we had a twenty five hundred yard passer and uh this year we had a twenty two hundred yard rusher and so I think it's just about figuring out what's best for your team. And, um, you know, we we uh, first drive didn't go the way we wanted it to. Second drive, we kind of started getting some things going. And um, third drive, when we came out, we, we kind of saw that they were subbing some people that maybe we hadn't seen a whole lot of. And uh, we kind of looked at our offensive coordinator, Logan Powell, and I said, I, I don't think they like the physicality of this game right now. And so – We just kind of hunkered down and said, "Okay, let's get real physical with them and see if they can handle it." And uh, you know, ultimately, we were able to kind of kind of push them around a little bit, and um, so we we didn't really need to. Um, And so, you know, and that's the cool thing about this group is, you know, these these kids, you know, um, nowadays, if if you take a quarterback and you say, "Hey, you're not going to throw it in a state championship game." Uh, Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, they get they get mad about it because they they want to throw the ball around. But you know, Samari Bonds didn't care at all. He just wanted to win a state championship, and um, you know, we had the chance to win, and and uh, he just he was fine with with handing it off last night. You know, he had to make some big reads last week, and so um, you know, that, I think that's the difference in this group, and and maybe uh, some of the other ones we've had. David Shelton, you got some questions for the coach.
2: Yeah, I've been asking Bryce questions all year. <laughs> uh, but, but, Bryce, um, take us through the, the conversation when you decided to, to kind of bury your offense a little bit to this two-back set. I mean, you were winning games. It wasn't like you were, you were struggling. But did, was this something that you, that you and your staff said, hey, if we're going to take that next step, if we're going to take advantage of our best guys, in the playoffs we're going to have to adjust i mean how did that whole conversation happen because you know late in the season that's not something a lot of coaching staff would do
15: yeah uh i would i would love to tell you that was a conversation we had but it, re- it really wasn't uh, you know really for us it was uh during our bye week we kind of we kind of said hey let's go ahead and start working this and uh and start figuring it out and um and we did, and we and we told our kids like, hey, we're not going to use this unless we absolutely have to, because uh, it's uh, a really tough kind of offense to stop. There's a lot of things going on, and um, there's a there's a lot of of just you got to be really really disciplined as a defense to make it work. And so, um, you know, we we um, you know we ran in it my um, first year just out of necessity and um you know Jeff Calabrese and um you know BJ Payne told me they were like this is the most pain in the butt thing to get ready for that we've ever had to get ready for as defensive coaches and um and so when they said that you know you kind of go well if those guys are having problems with it then everybody's got problems so um you know we kind of start getting ready for it and so we said uh uh you know that's what we're going to do and uh you know, and so, so we just kinda said, Hey, if we gotta use it, we gotta use it. And against Creswell we're down by eighteen and um so we started to use it. Um and and it got us through and and then against Dylan, you know, we put Colton Ferris back there with, with Casey Fields and um those are the two most underrated guys in the state of South Carolina and um and that, that made the difference for us in a in a game. Uh uh you know and, and so it's a it was a good thing for us and those guys make a make a lot of difference you know you just you know when you get to this point in the season you gotta you gotta figure out a way to get your your best players the ball and, um those two are our best players and they do a great job
2: and you got uh you you average like 295 on the offensive line and you yep. go back to back games with over 400 yards rushing um right and and and, and I told you last week or during the week that I don't know if Dylan has ever given up 400 yards rushing in a game, and you went to Dylan and did that and then repeated it. Um, even when you made this, when you started this, I mean, you don't expect, hey, we're going to rush for 400 yards.
15: Right. No, it's not something you're ready for. But, you know, also, you know, that, uh, you know, the, the the weird thing about the two back stuff that we do is um, you know in a lot of situations the the better coach you are the harder it is because if you're going to read guards and you're going to do that stuff then um, you know we've got some false pulls and some stuff in that that's just just really really hard to deal with and and so you know it's it's a it's a situation where if if you want to do that that's great but um, we would rather be playing in the two-back stuff against really great coach teams than a team that's not great coach because um, teams that aren't really well coached, you, you kind of get a lot of really weird, funky things, and they're just kind of sending people from everywhere. Well, you know, whereas if you're coaching, you, you, you know, you're playing against somebody that's really, really well coached, um, you know what they're going to do. And so, um, you know, we feel, we feel pretty comfortable um you know if those teams are really well coached and what they're going to do that you know we can find some things that work and you know last night for us it just it just turned into one of those games where we we looked out and we said man we we just got to just go be physical with them inside and um you know we saw we'd get four or five yards every time we ran it there wasn't any reason to change what we were doing and so uh so we just stuck with it.
1: Well, you did a great job. What a show you put on last night with that offense and that running game. Congratulations to you once again. Thank you for taking time out to be with us tonight. I know you are got to be exhausted, but enjoy the, the trophy and everything that comes with it, and we'll talk to you again soon.
15: Yes, sir. And th- hey, Thanks for, you know, congratulations for you. I saw where you're up for an award, and, uh, and uh, that's very oh. well deserved. So congratulations to you.
1: Well, thank you for that. Appreciate that. You have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon.
15: Yes sir, thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Uh Coach Bryce Libran from Beaufort High School, K- uh, David in case you were wondering. I don't like to brag about it, but I I've been nominated again for best-looking sportscaster in America. So, No, it it had yeah, nothing yeah, to no. do
2: it had nothing to do with looks because it's, Scott Iceberg uh, <laughs> is on the list too, so we know it's not about looks. <laughs> I'd lose
1: out to him every time. You know, how can I match the beauty <laughs> of got the better iceberg hair than him? On uh, the back, I think I do, yes. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the break, and after the break we'll be joined by Coach Jamie Nichols from Abbeville. He's just fresh off a championship, made it back to the upstate, kind of chilling. I wonder who uh, – wonder who. Ha- you know, school's closed. Wh- who's got the trophy? Does he have it with him? Did he take it home? Maybe his captain's habit? We'll find out where the trophy is when he joins us to talk about his team's uh, terrific win earlier today. That's coming up here on the high school football scoreboard school from Benedict College here on the Sports Talk Media Network.
5: Founders Federal Credit Union knows your life is busy and your money is important. We are proud to offer local personalized services and convenient online services like Founders Online and the Founders app.
1: You'll love being with us as much as we love serving you. Visit relaxjoinfounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership with Founders.
5: Relax, win with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit
1: Union is federally insured by NCUA.
0: Hi, I'm
4: State Treasurer Curtis Laughness, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 college savings plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com.
14: In Columbia, South Carolina, game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue. We're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at ExperienceColumbiaSC.com.
1: Okay, we're back on the high school football scoreboard, school brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. We continue with our coverage of the state championship games, and earlier today it was uh, Abbeville in the two-way championship, gaining another trophy. Man, that trophy case has got to be bulging there in Abbeville, thirty-five to twenty over Oceanside Collegiate. We have Coach Jamie Nichols with us, head coach of the Panthers. It's his eighth championship. It's the 12th in the program's history. Ties them with the iconic Somerville program for second all-time in South Carolina. And, Coach, congratulations to you. What was that ride back with you and your boys after getting this championship today?
11: Yeah, it was just jubilation. Just so proud of our kids. um, You know, we we have a little tradition. When you win a state championship, we ride through, we have a square, and you would be amazed to feel at the number of people who were who greeted us as we came back into town. It was, it was really one for the ages. It really was. Wow! I can only
1: imagine who has the trophy.
11: Uh, it's at the school right now. But uh, you know, everybody's got a part of it, and we'll, you know, we'll enjoy it next week. We really will, really will. How do you feel if you've had a
1: chance to think about this? You know, Little Abbeville, right up there with. Monster Somerville for the second most championships in in state history and still adding to them might we add how's it feel to be paired with John McKissick in Somerville
11: well there's no comparison there you know John McKissick is just unbelievable guy he did so much for football in our state all these years but um you know we're just happy to have Abbeville in the conversation it really is really is a special special time and this one You know, you beat a quality, quality, quality football team like um, Oceanside. Uh, This one's, you know, extra special. It really is. What do you think made the difference? I mean, you guys
1: ran the ball like you're going to do. They threw the ball like they're going to do. They had more yards than you did. But you stopped them many times when they had a chance to score. Do you kind of point to your defense and coming up with big plays there as being the difference?
11: I thought that was the key, getting off the field on third down. You know, um, you know they did such a good job in the run game. We knew that would be crucial uh, going into the game. And, you know, we were able to stop them in big downs and then stop them right before the half. And then, you know, we fumbled open kickoff of the second half, so you lose a possession there. But um, we were able to move the ball. Our offensive coaches did an unbelievable job, and defensive guys did a good job of scheming things to get them off the field. But, you know, it was tough sledding against, you know, you outweighed about 100 pounds a man, uh, their offensive line against our defensive line, and they would turn around, and uh, their defensive line was absolutely huge, 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 mm. huge. You know, I thought our speed, you know, I thought our speed kicked in. and Big plays. You know, we had so many big plays. That was the key. David Shelton, questions for the coach.
2: Yeah, Jamie, was, um, was the plan to – try to make them one dimension, to take away the run and, and take your chances in the passing game? I mean, was that the game plan going in, or did it just kind of evolve that way? It evolved, you know,
11: because, I mean, they're running back 24 so good, and he gets behind that offensive line and just leans on you. But, yeah, I, I thought it, you know, I thought our defensive game plan was solid, and I thought offensively, um, you know, we took what the defense gave you, did a good job of scheming with some plays that takes advantage of their Good fundamentals, um, running some uh, reads, um, you know, that really, really uh, first touchdown was, was a little option play where you could give it a read off the end of whatever their guy closed, did a good job, and then Carson took the handoff and, and with 60 yards, that was huge. That was huge for us. Good.
2: Uh, You you had some really key seniors, your son included, and and Antonio uh, Tubu coming back um, and and having an impact. But you had some sophomores like Carson Newman and and Patterson and Leach. I mean, you had some some young bucks go out there and play today that did really well.
11: Well, that was the key to this whole team. You know, your juniors and seniors grow up playing together. But when we evolved to where our – the relationship between your seniors and your sophomores was the key for this whole season because we knew we needed those sophomores to play. And uh, they really evolved, some on defense and some on offense, really evolved to to really give us that extra depth that you need to make a playoff run. And, you know, the, the playoff uh, seedings and all really set up well for us. And we were able to, you know, stay ultimately ha- healthy through the playoff run because five games is a lot of games in playoffs
1: wears you down no question but uh you had enough of a punch here today to uh to deliver the blow and so what what's ahead for you next year i know you want to enjoy this year but you know leave it to us to already start thinking about 23 and and the grind ahead uh are you still looking to grind i mean are you
11: you Boy, you're committed to come back for another year Yeah, well, we lose our whole offensive line, and we lose some really, really, really talented seniors. So, you know, it'll be a rebuilding year for us. But, um, you know, we we look forward to the challenge, you know, getting in the weight room and getting to work, you know, trying to, you know, just see how competitive we can be next year. But for right now, you're exactly right. We're going to enjoy this when the Santa Claus comes down. I promise you that.
1: There you go. Hey, congratulations once again. I know you're uh, just totally spent. Thank you for spending time with us tonight. Good luck. We'll talk to you again soon. We really appreciate
11: it. Just appreciate all you guys do for high school football in this area, guys. You and David and Phil, y'all do, and Billy and all, y'all do an outstanding job.
1: Thank you, coach. Congratulations once again. Jamie Nichols. Thank you. That's uh, eight for him and a dandy dozen for the Panthers. And they're right up there now. Uh, there's nothing. As, uh, Somerville, Abbeville, and there's nothing between them and uh, and Gaffney. Got to put their eye. But Gaffney's got what, David? Like 18, 19? Where yeah, they yeah they, 17. Yeah, they're 17 or
2: 18,
1: I think. Yeah, 17, 18. That's a pretty healthy total. Um, one college score to keep an eye on as the night wears on. Utah is leading Southern Cal 24 17. Uh, They're going to the fourth quarter in the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. Obviously, this is huge related to the college football playoff. How good would this be? Oh, this would be awesome. I mean, you want that, huh? You want chaos? I love love chaos. Yeah. Well, I mean, some funny things could happen over the weekend. Well, they're going to come back and win. They're going to win. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Caleb Williams was great last week, and I guess Notre Dame, and people are already crowning him with the Heisman. But um, obviously Utah is um, – and Utah beat them earlier in the year, I believe, right? They handed Southern Cal their, their lone loss. Is that their only loss? So they know how to – yeah, yeah. They know well, how to handle is it. they indeed their only loss. It Thank on you, the,
2: they got it on the 17-yard line right now. Who does? Uh, the
10: Utah's on
2: – the youth are on the 17-yard line. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll keep an eye on
1: that. <coughs> I just swallowed my own spit there. Sorry about that. And we'll come back after the uh, top of the hour break and continue with more. Be right back.
0: This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. You know, some people
1: around me found my uh, comment that I swallowed my own spit to be kind of gross. So uh, I, I apologize to any offended by that, but that's what happened. I, I Actually, you ever you ever swallowed it and go down the wrong way and you have to cough? That's, that's what happened. So, you know, I guess some people don't have that, that issue. Uh, it's great to have you back with us here on the high school football scoreboard, school our final hour, 55 minutes to go for this 2022 season, dating back to what? When did we start, like August 17th or something like that? And here it is, David Shelton, we always say when it starts – so glad it's here. Hang on, it's going to go quickly. All of a sudden, you're into region play. Then the playoffs begin, and here we are, state championship weekend. So it's been um, it's been quick, but it's been fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, it always is. It always seems like it goes quick, but it's always fun. This is a this is a, the highlight of many people's Friday nights, including mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I live for this stuff. Can't wait to do it next year. So. Anyway, uh, we've had three games played, and we're going to hear from uh, Coach Hatfield, winner of Christ, uh, coach at Christ Church, winner of the 1A Championship. Comments from him coming up a little bit later on, so stay tuned for that. But right now I want to welcome in to uh, the high school football scoreboard one of the uh, great football men in our state, a Hall of Fame coach who knows a thing or two about winning on uh, the championship weekend, Coach Sheldula the executive director of the South Carolina Athletic Coaches Association. And we've got coming up, of course, next week, it's All-Star Week in Myrtle Beach, the Touchstone Energy Bowl. And at halftime of the game next Saturday, it'll be the announcement of the Mr. Football Award winner in South Carolina. And Coach has joined us. He's obviously involved in overseeing what happens there. Coach, good evening. How
6: are you? Bill? doing very good. I hope you are. And uh, just appreciate everything that you do for – High school athletics and especially high school football, but good to be with you this evening.
1: Well, thank you, thank you. We just we're visiting in your world, sir. We're visiting in your world. You know what it's like to win a, a state championship. What do you think's going through the minds of the the three winning coaches we've had so far?
6: Well, of course, you know. Again, it's uh, it's a great opportunity to get there and get to that game and and have a chance to compete for the state championship and. I hats off to all three of the head coaches and their staff and their players. Um, the one last night, of course, was very special to us in the fact that Bryce Librand had played for us here at Greenwood. And Bryce has done a, a great job down at Buford. And, of course, Jamie Nichols is right here in our uh, backyard, so to speak. And, and the job that they do at Abbeville is unbelievable. And, of course, Christchurch just looked Phenomenal this evening, and uh, they've had a great year. Had that one loss early, but had a great year. So I know all three of them and their staff and their players are excited. They are. They feel like they put their whole self into it, and certainly they have. I hats off also to the three teams that uh, played, you know, all year and got to the state championship game, and maybe come up came up just a tad short, but. You know, it's been three good football games and six good teams, and they've all done a good job in their communities, and uh, all should be very proud of each one of them.
1: What did you think when you heard the news last night that Buford won the state championship and they didn't throw a pass, didn't attempt a pass?
6: Well, you know, again, I talked with Bryce during the week earlier for just a moment and just to, uh, to wish him luck and, and all since he was one of our guys, but. Um, You know, Buford had been there last year and and, and lost in the finals. And, um, you know, again, Robert Muster and his staff have done a great job at Powersville, but not to throw the football and and just rush it like they did. Somewhat what Dutch Fort did last week, really, against Gaffney. I mean, threw it very little and just sort of pounding them with it. And uh, uh, that's their football, and uh, I guess that's the – Uh, approach that Bryce and his staff are taking, and uh, they've got some good people and good offensive line, and uh, they certainly uh, made it work last night.
1: Okay. Well, we've got seven finalists for Mr. Football. We had you on the show when the list was ready to be uh, released by the committee. Jarvis Green running back from Dutch Fork. Bryson James from McLennan. Raheem Jeter from Spartanburg. Uh, Spartanburg High School, Xavier McLeod from Camden, Jonah Norris from Lexington, Lenoris Sellers from South Florence, Tyler Smith from Barnwell. And the winner will be announced at halftime of the upcoming Touchstone Energy Bowl game at Doug Shaw Memorial Stadium uh, coming up this Saturday uh, or or a week from tomorrow. Uh, so w- where are we in the process now with us with the, the decision-making is this something that's already done or is, does it come Do you guys does the committee get together during this coming week how does it work at this point moving forward
6: well you know first of all we uh, we appreciate every coach that submitted uh nominees for this prestigious award uh that's the first criteria is they've got to be nominated by their head coach and we've got seven finalists and uh yeah, you know, they're all just outstanding football players, outstanding young men. Um, you know, we do have a committee that meets, and this committee, first of all, uh, gets down to the finalists, and they came up with seven finalists, and then this committee also uh, then picks the winner. So the winner has been picked, and, uh, uh, you know, nobody knows, I guess, but but me and a couple of others, and, um, you know, it's uh, it, they're all outstanding football players. But, yes, the process has been done. Um, therefore, it's, uh, you know, to some degree based uh, not on a complete playoff picture but regular mm-hmm. season and early into the playoffs. But, uh, you know, a decision has been made. Yeah. Is it hard to keep that secret? Well, I don't think so. Uh, you know, we, uh, everybody likes the excitement of it being announced, uh, at halftime time of the game. Bob Pauling, who is, uh, represents the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives and works with us very closely. will make that announcement at halftime. time. And, uh, we have a chance because all of them are, are special to be a finalist for that award is a great honor. And uh, we want them all to feel that way and to feel like that that they are being honored. And, and certainly they are for their accomplishments and uh, their commitment to their school and to their team and to their community. But, uh, you know, they're all seven uh, just great football players, great young men. And, it, you know, you got to make a choice. And, you know, everybody's not going to be happy, but... You know, the committee felt very strongly about this, and, uh, you know, they, they do a good job of, of trying to look at the complete picture and, and, and making a choice. Again, all seven could be deserving of this award, but, but you can only pick one.
1: Absolutely. Visiting Rochelle Dula for a couple of more minutes here on the High School Football School Board, brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. So when the committee discusses each individual, and they kind of break it down would you say percentage wise like do they look more at their football skills more at their academic report more of their community service is it in their minds is it an, a, is it split among those three categories as they analyze each of the finalists
6: Well I think you know Mr. Football South Carolina we want to try to honor the finest football player in our state and again we've got seven of those so Football talent is certainly a major part of it and their contributions to their team and their contributions to the sport. But then there are other areas that are considered, um, whether it be their community involvement, whether it be their school involvement, whether it be their uh, attitude, effort, leadership, all that does play a part. But again, we, You know, the the winner of this award, and I think we can look back over the years, has has always been an outstanding football player. All seven of these are outstanding football players. And then you you do bring in some other criteria. But, uh, you know, we've got people on our committee from various parts of the state that, you know, have had a chance to hear about these players, see them play. Uh, to some degree uh, comment on them so it's a it's a full day when this committee gets together and uh, and tries to uh, uh, evaluate and, and uh, all we have uh, letters from the head coach we have letters from teachers within their school sometimes we have letters from the principal all uh, you know but the teachers the the letters from the teachers are very important as we get an idea about their um, behavior, their character, their, uh, how well they apply themselves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it all comes together, and um, you know, uh, several areas are looked at in making this decision. But again, to be nominated and to be a finalist, they are excellent football players. All seven of them.
1: Does anybody, besides the committee members, their families, maybe you, know who the committee members are? I mean, over the years, that's been like a secret, as secret as the nuclear code, I think. Does anybody know who these people are who make the decision? Well,
6: pro- pro- probably not. And, and again, but that but they also with our scholarship committee, uh, you know, we, we have a excellent scholarship program with the South Carolina Athletic Coaching Association, giving Eighty-seven thousand five hundred dollars in scholarships this year. We have a committee that evaluates that and, uh, uh, and and works on it. My wife Mary does a great job in preparing it, but this committee comes in and, uh, and and you know makes some decisions: the Ringer Scholarship, or the Carolina Sports Scholarship, and all. And and again, we try to basically keep that under wraps too, because we appreciate these folks giving of the time and giving of the energy and the effort. Um, you know, and, and they've got a tough job. <laughs> it is, it is tough. And so, you know, you, you sort of keep it where you don't want anybody to be, uh, you know, somebody call it, well, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? So I guess <laughs> if people are disappointed, they can call me and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, I, I'll be glad to listen, but, these volunteers, we don't need to put them in that position. Uh, so we, we just sort of keep it, and I think this has um, been the uh, the policy uh, for, for many years just to sort of have a committee that works awfully hard, but you don't want to put them out there where there can be any um, criticism or questioning or anything of that nature.
1: Sure. David Shelton, you have a question or two for Coach Dula.
2: I have one, uh, and coach. I'd like you to just clarify this. Um, a lot of people have asked me, and 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 trust me, I'm not on the committee. I don't have anything to do with this, but they've asked me because of the business I'm in. Um, is this is there any taken into account for? I know this award is for 2022, but is career stuff taken into account? Like if a guy's had a three or four year really good career, or is it based solely on the 2022 season?
6: basically based on Mr. Football, South Carolina, 2022 is a way we would approach it. Now, a lot of coaches, when they write their letter of reference, um, you get a lot of the X and O things in that. And, um, you know, plus you get the character, the leadership, but, and sometimes that would be mentioned and, every member of the committee receives a copy of each letter that's written on behalf of each of the nominees and so you know there would be a um an element of them being aware but as far as during the group discussion it is uh we look at it as a uh, honor for for 2022 now it's hard to separate 2022 from of their senior year, the junior year, the sophomore, um, you know, not say, I can't say it doesn't enter in, but we do classify it as Mr. Football for 2022. So I think we would look at what they accomplished this year primarily and then the rest of it could be supplemental.
1: Okay. Coach? Thank you, David. Coach, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Late night hour, I know but we appreciate you. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here watch
6: this football game on TV, so oh. we were up anyway. And uh, uh, so, you know, we appreciate it, Phil. We, <clears throat> we look forward to seeing everybody in Myrtle Beach next week. We appreciate so much the um, coaches in our state who take the time and effort to make the nominations. And, uh, again, we're very fortunate in the state of South Carolina. We've got some not only outstanding coaches, but we've got outstanding players. And uh, we uh, we appreciate each of them very much.
1: Well, we thank you very much, sir. And, and, and tell Coach uh, Mrs. Dula that we said hello and look forward to seeing her next week. See you guys down at the beach. Looking forward to a, a great week with the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl down there. And, again, the game will be a week from Saturday. Coach, thank you so much. Talk to you uh, next week. Okay, Phil, thank you so much. It's always good to talk with you. Thank you. You too, sir. <clears throat> thank you very much. Okay, Coach Sheldula answered some good questions there about the whole process with Mr. Football. And, uh, you know, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. How do you separate one from the next? But somebody has to be chosen as the man. Who's your pick, David, of the seven? You got one in mind that you that you really think is I, most
2: worth? I, I struggle with. With two, I have Lenora Sellers and Jarvis Green. I think either one of them would be extremely deserving, again, based on this season. Um, That's why I asked the the question about career, because a lot of people have asked me, uh, you know, with Jarvis Green, man, he's going to have a great career, and he was, you know, five touchdowns as a sophomore in the state championship game or whatever. Uh, You know, so a lot of people kind of get confused with that. And uh, that's why I asked that question, because Jarvis Green has had an outstanding career. Lenora Sellers has had a really good uh, 2022. Uh, Jarvis has, too. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's very – I think, it's to me, it's between those two. Um, but, it, you know, any one of those seven uh, could could probably win it. But if I were voting, it would be one of those two.
1: A reminder – now, this – does not affect the uh, decision but just for fun the uh, Touchstone Electric Cooperatives through their website South Carolina Living they have a reader's poll and you can go and vote for your choice and that's all you have to do is go to their website scliving.coop and just click on the link to the reader poll for Mr. Football and you can vote but again that you're not voting for the actual Mr. Football. That's done by the committee, so don't kid yourself. But it's still a lot of fun to participate in that. Okay, thank you to um, to Coach Dula. And I can't remember having a a field this big of seven nominees. It's usually like, what, four or five maybe? I mean, seven it's is – uh, It's
2: usually at least five, but I think I remember one year when they had seven. One or yeah, two years. Okay.
1: Well, you know what? There's one place and one place only – where you can hear the announcement live, okay, and that'll be on our broadcast a week from Saturday at halftime. We'll carry that live. You'll hear it first. You'll have it before Lou has it. You'll scoop Lou if you're listening. Nope, Lou <laughs> will have it. He can't tweet it. You know, he cannot tweet it fast enough to where Lou it's going out it. over the air. He can't he's tweet sneaky. it fast enough. It's physically impossible. He can't do it. His fingers aren't that fast. You can't, tr- can't, you be can't done. trust
2: those guys from up there, man. Up around the Ohio area. They're sneaky. Yeah. You know. He's a Yankee.
1: That- You're like you said, he's he's a Yankee. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, we got to go to the
1: break. And uh, when we come back, some comments from the winning coach tonight from Christ Church, Coach Quinn Hatfield. Not to be confused with Ken Hatfield. Quinn Hatfield wins a state championship at Christchurch. Uh, some comments from him, more from David, and then uh, Scott Early coming up after the bottom of the hour. And Chris Daring's going to come over, and I think Lou might come over as well. Got a lot coming up. Don't leave us. Be right back.
0: Your home is where your memories live It's where you laugh And where you love We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof Tangible and intangible alike So no matter what's around the corner We'll be there Offering you and your family The support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance A trusted name for nearly 70 years You deserve more You deserve a promise Learn more
14: at scfbins.com
13: Call me Alex Satterfield at 803-749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs.
0: It's What's for Dinner in South Carolina, funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program.
1: something seems appropriate to me right now to have rocky top playing while we're getting ready to play comments from a coach named hatfield that just that just feels right to me here are comments from Christchurch coach quinn hatfield right after his team won the 1a state championship tonight just a little while ago 43 to 20 over johnsonville they passed it well and they ran it well Hear our comments as he takes questions from the media from Coach Quinn Hatfield.
13: I want to honor our, our history. I've, I've said it. We, every day we go in the locker room, we see all the state championship, the region championships. and um, It's been something we've been aiming Ladies, towards over the last few years. And We've the been the working and working and working. We've been knocking on that door this year, and we busted through it tonight. So, um, it's special.
9: How did it happen tonight? It seemed like... All phases were clicking. The running game looked great. The yeah.
1: passing game looked amazing. Yeah, nice. yeah. And pro, pro
13: yeah I mean, it, it happened yeah. because we, we did what we do. You know, we didn't get off to a great start and um, got a little behind. I mean, 7 nothing, And then we got in the rhythm and kind of found what was working. And then the defense did what the defense has been doing all year. Special teams was big for us, too. And uh, so it was just a great team effort. That's what these guys do, man. That's what they're all about. Well,
3: how about that goal line
13: stand? Tremendous. You know, we had one last week against St. Joe's. We had them. 4th and 2, um, tie ball game, and uh, it turned the game around. It was a spark for us, and it was another spark tonight, man. That's defense, man. Yeah, just bow your neck and make a play. And that's that's what they do. they tough. For someone that's never won a state championship, just describe what that feeling's like. It's special. It's special. I played in one as a player. Uh, we didn't win, but, again, it ain't really about me. It's what I wanted for these guys is what we've been marching towards, and, you know, when you set a goal and you work hard and you ask God to bless it and write people together and you achieve it, um, it's special. It's, it's very special.
1: All right, Coach uh, Hatfield. David, uh, got about 45 seconds. Uh, summarize Quinn Hatfield for us. Uh, what makes him special as a coach?
2: Well, I, I met him uh, a couple years ago. I think he was years ago at the coaches clinic and we sat and talked for about 15 minutes and you can just tell his enthusiasm and his uh his love for coaching and his players i mean he was really enthusiastic about his program and what he was building there and i talked to someone uh his former i guess headmaster or or principal who is now at first baptist school in charleston and he said the same thing about him he said quinn's energy and excitement level his love for his team and for football is uh, is what makes him special. Yeah. Special tonight. That's a great win for
1: Christchurch. They win the 1A championship. Okay, after the break, Coach Scott Early from Westside, but also the director of the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl. He'll join us. We'll talk about Bowl Week next week. Then Chris Deering is going to stop by and visit with us for a little bit too. We'll be back after the break. Let's see here. Uh Utah's going to beat Southern Cal. <laughs> 40 to 24 they're leading with just under 5 minutes to play and chaos is starting to happen this weekend, which is great for college football. We do love the chaos. But you it's got Ohio State and you got Alabama sitting there waiting if TCU gets beat. Mm-mm-mm. What's going to happen? It's, Let's, it's not over. Go ahead.
2: What's not over? It's this game did you see what happened? Well, I guess you didn't, did you? No. Utah just Utah scored a touchdown, and the guy took his helmet off after he scored, so they penalized oh. him, and they missed the extra point. So it went Ooh. from being a 17-point game, which is three possessions, to now 16. If USC scores twice with two two-point conversions, this game will be tied. Now, granted, it's under five minutes, but what a mistake. Utah. The look on Kyle Winningham's face when that kid did that was, was priceless. It was like I am going to break your neck.
3: <laughs> but they
2: just but they but Caleb Williams threw a bad pick uh in the red zone a while ago that led to that last touchdown. Um just just did not see the safety coming over and it was a bad pick. And he's been harassed all night. I've been watching this mm-hmm. game. He is taking hit after hit after hit. Utah's defense is pretty good.
1: By the way, David, USC played last week. The Southern Cal playing tonight. USC's resting, getting ready for their, their bowl game, just so you'll know. In these parts, Oh, my God. In these spots. Let's welcome done. in Coach Scott Early, head coach at Westside of Anderson. But this week he puts on his director's hat, uh, running the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl. Have you ever had – and thank you for joining us. Have you ever had a player – take off their helmet like that after scoring and, and draw a penalty in all your years of coaching?
12: No, I can honestly say I have not, but uh, ain't college football fun.
1: <laughs> it is when you got this this sort of stuff going on. Um, it's going to be interesting over the next 24 hours or so. Coach, uh, thank you for joining us. I know you are gearing up for a big week next week, and – just tell the audience some of the things that you've got in mind that are planned, and what the kids can look forward to seeing uh, down at the beach next week.
12: Well, I'm I'm uh, heading down tomorrow to do the prep work, and uh, it's you know it's a it's an ongoing thing. But you know we've added so many good things. Um, the combine on Friday night is going to be tremendous. The top 130 junior athletes in the state all competing. We've got you know, tremendous sponsors and, and buy-in from that event. Then, uh, you know, on, on Saturday, um, it, it, you know, Friday night, we're going to, we're going to take them to Golf, which, which has never been done for. So party of 126 going to Top Golf And as mm. you know, as you know, me, I'm going to beat them all because uh, I can play. And then uh, <laughs> Saturday, you know, Saturday, the game and Right now, the only thing I'm apprehensive and worried about is the weather forecast, and it's kind of iffy, but uh, can't wait to get down there and get started for the 75th edition of the Touchstone Energy Bowl.
1: Hard to believe. Now, I thought you had a, a buddy in the weather business down at the beach who controlled that for you and made sure it's all good.
12: Well, he's not God, but he's, he, he actually talks to him, and it's not looking too good right now, so we're going Mm. We're going to hope and pray that we can uh, keep the rain and cold weather away.
1: What do you think of the roster makeup of the two teams and the talent that will be on display? We like to say the stars shine brighter at the beach. What do you think of the group of guys that will be down there?
0: Well,
12: I mean, right now my biggest concern is the North team has lost 10 players due to injury since the selection process. And the South team oh has only lost one. So that's a concern of mine. But usually the team that goes through the most controversy and turmoil um, is the team to win. So, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to play out, but we, Robin Bacon, I sort of feel sorry for because because he's had to replace 10 guys in the last two weeks. And we're hoping that nobody gets hurt, you know, tonight and tomorrow in the state championship games and we can – have two healthy teams play each other. But right now we're um, 10 down on the north and one down on the south, so that that bodes for a south advantage. However, we got to wait to see how the state championship games play out and, and see who passes the physicals and all those kind of things, and hopefully we'll have a great competitive game on December the 10th.
1: Yeah, let's hope so. We had a good one last year, as I recall. How are you finding – you know today's kids have changed quite a bit. I guess you could say maybe they they're their own thinkers, that they're their own men. Maybe we call them enlightened a little bit. My point is, you know, they see the high school. I'm sorry, they see the college kids opt out of the bowl games. They don't want to play in the bowl games for whatever reason. Have you had any any issues like that with players you've selected who've come back to you and said, you know, thank you, but I'm I'm not interested in in playing in an all-star game now. I'm ready to just chill out and get ready for college
12: uh not at all we've had um when we selected the first 88 we had 100 percent commitment and as the injuries just fell we've had 100 percent commitment and you know when you look at the 75th anniversary of this game and the fact that it's a bowl type experience in myrtle beach for an entire week from the hotels to the restaurants and entertainment to the you know so we uh sort of like to say we stand on our own and we've had 100% uh, commitment. uh, And that's something that, you know, in today's world we're very proud of that we don't have to worry about and maybe a lot of others do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know that when you became involved and eventually became director, you you had some grandiose plans, Um, wanted to do a lot of different things, bring in new elements to the game. Where are you uh, in that process at this point? Are, you know – are you a quarter of the way there, halfway home? Where do you think you are in sort of remaking this game for the so-called modern era?
12: Well, honestly, I think we're ahead of schedule and with our what what keeps us afloat and keeps us ahead of schedule is our tremendous corporate sponsorship. You know, from Touchstone Energy to BSN to Touch to Palmetto Sports Fundraising. We've got so many people that want to be involved in this game we're as financially secure as we've ever been and it, it leads to prosperity and the the kids that play in this game when they go back to their schools, they you know they tell everybody you know what the experience is like and i think you know word of mouth advertising is better than social media or media in general so i think that hmm. that, that gives us a little bit of an advantage
1: were you at all surprised that the Shrine Bowl came back this year? Or did you kind of, being in the coaching business and knowing what's going on in the Carolinas, you know, did you kind of see that, that they would get back into business for this year?
12: Yeah. I mean, they they uh, they took some hits, like everybody, since COVID. But they are, they are back in business in Spartanburg. And we look forward to uh, honoring our, you know, our kids in the On Energy Bowl and then the next week, being rolling over and, uh, and supporting the Shrine Bowl.
1: Sure, David, have questions for Coach?
2: Yeah, one question. Uh, you mentioned the injuries that make that could occur in the state championship. What's the what's the latest that you will add or replace a player with a with another player? Like, you, will you keep the rosters at that eighty-eight, or you know, if if a guy gets hurt tomorrow, can you still replace? replace him on the roster for monday
12: way up to tuesday night at midnight and then once that once that you know once we check in on tuesday and go through the physicals and you know we could have a kid come in not pass the physical so we would we, we would we would replace and then once we get to tuesday night and we start our normal routine on wednesday morning then you know whatever you got that's what you got but but right now uh we have you know, 44 in the north and 44 in the south. And if something were to occur between now and then, we would replace. And then if something were to occur on Tuesday during physical, then we would still replace. But after that, we would play with what what we got.
1: Coach, Scott Early with us here for a couple more moments. I know it's a week filled with a lot of uh, different activities. Uh, None more uh, fulfilling than the annual shopping trip over to a target for the players. And I'm sure they don't even know right now what that's all about and how it will impact them when they participate That I, I, with that. I think it's on Thursday, right? Thursday afternoon. I know that's something that everybody looks forward to.
12: It is. Um, it was started by a former player of mine named Brandon Fry, who played at Virginia Tech played in the NFL for a while. And it's, you know, transformed itself into Touchstone Energy taking over the entire thing. And that's something that Bob Pauling is really proud of. And, uh, we're really looking forward to uh, to taking those kids, and and you know they've upped it, you know, to $150 per kid. So we're going to take, you know, 44 underprivileged kids shopping on Thursday. Uh, we take them to eat at Golden Corral, and then we take them to uh, to Target to shop. And that is the, uh, you know, that's a special moment for the game, and it's a special moment for these 88 seniors that are in this game, uh, and it's their opportunity to give back so uh, very, we're very proud of that and, and looking forward to it.
1: Yes, sir. That's a great, great afternoon, no question about it. We will let you go. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it very much. Look forward to being down with you guys next week covering it. And, uh, of course, you are, without question, the finest sideline analyst on radio. <laughs> and we can't wait to hear your, uh, your sideline breakdown of the game on Saturday.
12: Well, it'll be a lot of fun if the Badgers work.
1: If the batteries work, we're going to have a, we're going to get, we're going to give you 12 fresh batteries.
12: (laughs) Well, I've been watching like Duracell versus Energizer commercials, and I think Energizer has a, has a leg up on the technology. So if you could stop on your way to the beach and pick up some Energizers, I think we'll be fine.
1: You got it. I'll stop at a Circle K and get a bunch of uh, Energizers for you.
12: (laughs) I I appreciate (laughs) you doing that. You, you got to get some double A's and some nine volts, and I think we'll be fine.
1: You got it, sir. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week.
12: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. All
1: right. Thank you very much. Okay, Coach Early. Yeah, that's a little inside joke there in the industry uh, because the the great folks at Coastal Carolina uh, allow us to use their uh, sideline equipment. And, um, you yeah, know, the battery always goes out on us, and, you know, it's a bit of a battle to change the battery while you're trying to keep an eye on the football game. But Coach Early, does a, he does a great job with that. So, we will supply him with plenty of batteries. Okay, let's hit the uh, final break. The great Chris Deering has come over. Uh, David, he's going to join us here uh, as we chop up the high school football season. I don't know, is Lou going to join us too or is he, is he too busy for us? No, well, I think Lou's going to come over too. Scoop is going to join us. So, we'll talk about the championship games tomorrow and uh, this football season in general, and put a wrap on the scoreboard when we come back to Benedict
8: College.
14: In Columbia, South Carolina, game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue. We're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at ExperienceColumbiaSC.com.
0: Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through Co-op Connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy, and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com.
1: i got to thank our engineer, J.P. Barry, for doing a great job all season long. You are the man, J.P. For those who don't know, J.P. was the starting center. You were the starter, weren't you? The starting center at Spartanburg High School. Yeah, you started your senior year. Yeah, start uh, starting center at uh, Spartanburg High School. We're joined by Chris Deering of the Prep Red Zone and the great, the one, the only, Lou Bajak of the state – He's known as scoop and David Shelton on the on the line we're just surrounded here by by um by greatness uh Chris what do you think of the football season we' are wrapping it up what's your overall view of this twenty two campaign
7: I mean it's been a, a good one so far Phil I mean y- we got two games left tomorrow but uh, uh, you know just y- you look back at the game last night and Beaufort winning uh over um who they beat Powersville. Uh, um that was just a great game casey fields you know ran wild um the ferris kid ran wild you know the two games today Abbeyville comes in uh don't really think a lot of people expected them to win today but uh as, as i said they did it for the a and, mm. and took another title back to Abbeyville and uh christchurch you know the reader kid was really good tonight for for them and um hopefully i th- think we get two more good games tomorrow um teams has just, just been here before uh in northwestern uh south florence hadn't been here ever before but so their first appearance and then you got dutch fork we, we all know what they've done under time knots and and then fort dorchester getting back to the title game so I, I think it's been a great season overall and um i heard you talking to david earlier it, you know we started this thing back in august and we were airing to go and it is it's wrapping up in in less than forty eight and twenty four hours so. yeah
1: Lou uh yeah, the season had some issues we had some spectator issues, you know okay. we had some sportsmanship issues, things like that 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 made news. you think we overcame that and ended up with a good year
3: yeah, I think so it was <laughs> yeah you had some the fights and stuff like that, and then here we we had the the thing with Ridgeview and the, the um them getting having to forfeit their wins and be out of the playoffs. So it's a couple, You I mean, you're going to have different things e- each year and that. But overall, pr- really good year. Some teams, like we said, uh, only two teams Dutch Fork and Buford were the only two teams back in the state championship game from the year before. And that's been rare. Usually you get about, about four four or five and it's it's good to see the new faces like powdersville like south Florence, and and then you have the tradition you got the abbeville the northwestern dutch Fork. so it's a it's a good mix in this championship weekend and uh should be two great games tomorrow and it's been been, been a really good season a lot, a lot of guys that have come out of nowhere big and that we'll, we'll be talking about for the next few years uh young guys as well
1: all right let's do this um we got Dutch Fork and Fort Dorchester in the noon game tomorrow, David, in 5A championship. You've seen a lot of Fort D, and these two guys have seen a lot of uh, Dutch Fork. So, David, you make the case, and we've got about six minutes, you make the case for Fort Dorchester.
2: Uh boy. Uh, I would say <laughs> Fort, Fort Dorchester needs Zoltan Osborne to play the best that he has played this year. Um, they're going to have to be able to throw the football some, but the pressure is on their defense. Their defense is good. It's athletic. They're good up front. They'll be able to put some pressure on Appler, but the pressure's on their defense. If their defense plays uh, above average, they've got a shot. But if they don't play well, they will not win this game. But, again, I think Zoltan Osborne, been recovering from an injury pretty much all season, but he looked really sharp the last week against uh, Somerville. So I'm thinking that he's probably 100% coming into the game. They their best receiver is out, Trey Ryan. But if Joseph Osborn can has a really good game and their defense can play like they played, I think they can win the game. But that's a big if.
1: Yeah. Uh, who wants to take on Dutch Fork? Go ahead, Chris.
7: Uh... I think as long as Appler does not make mistakes at the quarterback position uh, and they get the ball to Jarvis Green, I, I don't see Dutch Fork losing this game tomorrow. Um, that defense has been really good. I mean, even against the nationally ranked St. Francis team that they played back in, in the midseason, they only gave up one touchdown in the second half in that game, and that was on a on a pick six. So they're, they're really good. I mean, make no mistake about it. I, I think with what jarvis has done on the offensive side of things i think their defense gets overlooked a little bit um and I this may be in this run by tom Knotts and dutch fork this may be one of their better defenses in that run so i think this could be a, a big challenge for poor dorchester like david said they could probably have to play their best game but they could have to play their best game of the season um but i, I like this for this dutch fork team i have all year but if they can make appler make some mistakes which he's played good since he's come back from injury um they they 4D might have a chance but i, I would put my money on, on Dutch Fork right now. How
1: about you Lou?
3: Yeah, i don't think they're going to i don't think coach Knotts is going to have Appler try. I mean, uh, if he throws the ball 10 times, 10 12, i think you'll, he'll get a, maybe a couple deep ball shots and he was able to hit those in the last few weeks and i think they're going to last year in the championship game they get maybe not got a little cute but throwing the ball a little bit more than when they should because they had that lead going in the fourth quarter. I, think I don't Jarvis think that Jarvis was hurt. I remember, and Jarvis yeah. was hurt and i don't think as long as he's He's healthy, and that defense uh, plays well. Ford played him good last year in the lower state championship. So uh, Ford is physical in that, and if they can get a couple turnovers. But uh, I just think Dutch Fork's on a mission, and uh, they're going to get Knott's seventh uh, state championship.
1: Seven. Hard to believe, seven. Uh, Let's talk quickly about the nightcaps. going to wrap it up. South Florence and uh, Northwestern. David, uh, expecting – explosion of offense in that game, I would say?
2: Yeah, I think both teams have really good high school quarterbacks. Uh, I think the defenses are underrated. I think they're both, you know, what they did last week, uh, beating Florida and beating Greenville. Their defenses are good, but I really just suspect after some feeling out progress, uh, process, I think that both teams are going to just light it up and, you know, first one to 40 wins the game.
3: Hmm. Lou? Yeah, same thing. I mean, Sellers is really good, and uh, I know uh, Northwestern got their good quarterback and Tur- and Turbo Richard, the running back too. So I think like like we thought last week, whoever gets that stop, and South Florence got that stop and was able to capitalize and beat Florida. I think the same applies here i think we'll be close to halftime and then that third quarter mid third quarter whoever gets maybe a stop there uh, it could change the momentum of the game what do you think chris
7: i, I think the scoreboard better be ready tomorrow night yeah the, the, the bulbs better be working uh it, it's gonna be i think a high scoring game you know lou and i were at the ac floor south florence game last week and we kept saying whoever flinches first is probably going to lose the game floor ended up flinching first they had to had to putting the ball away two times in a row, and South Florence went down and scored, and that was the difference in the game. Probably the same thing tomorrow. Whoever has the first, you know, mistake has to punt. I mean, and I'm saying, yeah, has to punt. Mm. That, that's, you know, hard to believe, but um, the, the team that does that first is probably going to lose that game. Yeah.
1: Guys, thank you very much for coming over. No, know it's been a long day for you. We always appreciate you being with us. And enjoy the offseason of football, but I know you're jumping right into basketball, so – Enjoy that. But thanks for coming over. Thank you Phil. Thank you. you us. Us. Thank, thank you. you, Phil and Dave. Yep. Okay, Chris Deering and uh, Lou Bajak, appreciate them being with us. David, thank you, my man. As always, it's been a pleasure sharing Friday nights with you. Can't tell you how much uh, we appreciate you. And uh, good luck with everything that you're doing. Look forward to
2: seeing you back here tomorrow. Yep, I will be there. I'll be there with bells on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to see you with bells on. Uh, by the way, Utah <laughs> did go ahead and beat Southern Cal, so bye bye Trojans. Enjoy the Holiday Bowl or wherever you're headed. Uh, and lose to be you, happy Jay because
2: Paul. that's going to put Ohio State in.
1: Well, he's already been yakking about that. Yeah, about Ohio State oh, making it yeah. into the uh, into the into the playoffs. Uh, and thanks to all the affiliates. Thank you to um, Founders Federal for being a part of what we do. And thank you to those players and coaches who put it on the line every Friday night. Have a great weekend, everybody.